0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice, episode 97. We're so close to 100, I can barely even believe it. Um, Wow, I'm like just a little bit on cloud nine today because I have been working a ton on my new album this past week. Um, I did a photo shoot with four different, um, you know, like looks or whatever, um, you know, which represent different parts of this concept album that I've been working on. And it went so beautifully and um, I cannot wait to kind of start assembling all these things and building um, you know a whole beautiful art, artful nest for this music. Um, Then I did two full days of lead vocals in the studio and then made two um, live performance videos and have been rehearsing for some live shows um, with the band that we have coming up this summer and I'm just feeling like so excited about this project I can't wait for you guys to hear it it's I don't know it's all it's all just it's all feeling good so I know that's not really like news news because there's nothing quite ready to actually show you um but I just want you to know that I'm that I'm high on it right now and hopefully that um, makes you feel excited too so today's guest is Mark Sheldon um who I just sort of met on Facebook um, through a mutual friend and, you know, just had a feeling that he would be a cool person to interview. And I'm so glad that I reached out to him um, and asked for an interview because I loved talking with him so much. And, you know, I know I say this all the time, but I feel like this is one of those interviews that kind of gave me this feeling of like, gratitude for this podcast and this project because I feel like Mark is a person that I just never would have had any reason to meet or talk to um if it weren't for this project and um I just feel really um yeah like like lucky that um that I that I have this project where I can meet someone like Mark and have like this really kind of lovely personal conversation um Yeah, so I'm excited for you guys to hear that, but I'm going to read you Mark's bio. Mark Sheldon is a carpenter, artist, woodworker, and amateur everything else who set up shop in Cache Valley, Utah, 26 years ago, where he continues to frustrate clients with unrealistic project timelines yet manages to deliver project results that inspire tears of joy. When Mark is in between projects, he finds, rescues and restores vintage woodworking tools to pass on to the next generation. Um and you'll hear as we talk this this bio um kind of come to life in a new way as Mark shares his process and his story and um yeah, it was just a really lovely conversation that I that I enjoyed being um being present in in real time and that I I know you guys will enjoy listening to. So without further ado, here comes Mark. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world, And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Um, Well, I like to start at the beginning, as if you've listened, you would know. Um, What were you like as a creative child?
1: Uh, I was a doodler.
0: Always drawing.
1: Always drawing. Got in trouble a lot. Every every paper I turned in had the margins filled. I'm I'm the same. (laughs) I was the same
0: way. Um, and were you, um, so as you were kind of just like drawing stuff, like, were you trying, were you thinking about, um, were you thinking about like getting better at it or was it kind of just like passing time in your mind?
1: Um, I don't think think I was really working on anything as a skill at the time. Yeah. I just, it was just just something to occupy. Yeah. Um,
0: another thing that I always like to, you know, kind of ask, or I've been kind of thinking about it more lately maybe is, um, how are you like consuming like, you know, books, TV shows, music as a, as a child? Like, do you remember, um, like what did those things kind of mean to you when well, you were young? Well, uh,
1: I was raised by hippies. Cool. So I had a bunch of, uh, seventies music. Uh, my mother played the guitar, uh. Played a lot of Neil Young.
0: Awesome.
1: Uh, wrote a few songs, but never really. Your mom? Yeah.
0: Cool, cool. You know, so
1: she, she dabbled with that. She was also a photographer.
0: So there was like a lot of yeah. respect for creativity in the home? Yeah. Cool, cool. And so
1: like, like I was a child, I was an only child, so okay. had had plenty of time as a latchkey kid. Yeah. And I would uh, like take the paper punch and punch holes in the plants just to see what was on yeah. the see if I could see what was in there. Oh
0: my gosh, I love that. Doing all sorts of
1: crazy, crazy stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like just this kind of
0: curiosity. And I know I've been like on a kick with this, like about this lately. But, you know, these kinds of like small permission things like, just like, yeah, I'm curious about that plant. And I'm gonna take the hole punch and like hole punch the plant. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really simple. But I feel like they're I feel like just having that thought and then taking the action is like it's like evidence of something yeah do you know what i mean oh, yeah. Um, i mean
1: i mean there was always a lot of pretend too yeah i mean my mother took me to uh the uh, planetarium at uh, weaver state yeah and i remember after that i i assembled my own little uh astronomer kit if yeah, you will you know yeah. i had a i had a uh those little slide show things you look through and that was supposed to be my telescope. And, (laughs) you know, so, so every time I got into something, I would like
0: make assemble a little, a little kit. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it was, it was always pretend and I was, Oh, I wish I had a real one, but this, this piece of tube will work for what I'm, you know,
0: totally. Um, did you feel like the adults in your life when you were a kid were, were like, did, did they, like tell you you were a creative child? Like, was that something you were like aware of? Or is it maybe just something in retrospect that you...
1: I would say yes. I mean, aside from your parents' normal... Yeah. Normal stuff. I I mean, I've always had a little eye for something, so... Yeah. And that was something
0: that like became... Well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't assume, but like, would you say that that became like part of your identity... Pretty early on in your life? Yeah, I would say so. It was something that was, like, valuable to you and yeah. that you kind of, like, took pride in pretty young. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been, uh, a, one, one of the reasons why I was excited to interview you is I've been excited lately about interviewing people who dabble in a lot of different mediums, like people who are just kind of creative wherever they go. And, um, I mean, I'd love to kind of connect some dots with, like, how all of those things, like, started happening when you were younger um I assume that like did you start woodworking like as a teen or not until you were older
1: uh I had a woodworking class in junior high okay and I made a box poorly
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah. (laughs) and my mother kept that until the day she died it was one of her prized possessions wow
0: So that did start like really early. So okay, okay. Right. And then you also do music. So when when did um, actually
1: we're... I'm just a voiceover actor.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. I do. I, do uh... I, I guess you did. You do like some production. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, that's I would say that's I feel like production is like an instrument yeah. in today's like in the way <laughs> things are today. Like you you could be like a professional musician and not really play much of anything if you're right. a producer. Um, so what I'd like to ask is like how, how, you know, your, your different mediums like entered your life, you know, as a, as a child, as a teen, um, like when did you start kind of like doing the different things that you have spent time doing?
1: Well, so when I, when I got into woodworking, I was, I was working full time in commercial construction and, uh, I was working on a building up at Utah State University and I was under, kind of underneath the building on the side of the foundation. I had a wall kind of collapse on me. Wall of dirt. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so that's terrifying. Well, I went to the doctor, and they're like, "You're fine, but you've got some some arthritis building up because you know because I'd been in construction for about ten years at yeah. the time." And the doctor suggested that I find something else to do. Oh wow. <laughs> And he also said that I needed to get a hobby. And I figured, well, I have all the tools already.
0: That's interesting. The doctor would suggest (laughs) that you need a hobby.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a physical job.
0: Right, right, right. It's
1: it's not a job where somebody, you know, it's like you and your framing buddies don't go to the gym after work, (laughs) you know, just to get a little exercise. So it was
0: like a mental health thing, like you need like something else as well.
1: And to keep your physical activity going. How old were you? Oh, it's probably about thirty-five.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So you took this woodworking class in junior high, and then there wasn't really much of anything until.
1: Well, I mean, I dabbled. Okay. I mean, when I was when I was in construction, the the first really uh, art project that I built and sold were uh, tiny little Christmas trees. Okay. And I just scroll sawed the edges, yeah. and I painted them, and I put a little little. Uh, about those fairy star chains yeah, like around them twinkly
0: fairy yeah. lights yeah.
1: yeah and I built little sets of three because wow. you know number three that's
0: right you and the slightly <laughs> different heights yeah yeah
1: and, and using the golden <laughs> good uh, like golden, golden ratio ratios, that yeah. kind of stuff yeah
0: <laughs> cool cool that's great and you started doing that when you were like around 35 yeah cool so we're like right away you were like I'm gonna make things and it was a hobby but it was like a, a hustle too yeah, kind of it was, right, right it away. was. Yeah, and, and an artful hustle, it sounds like.
1: Well, there's there's one thing. I, so everything that I've done that's not art, artistic or, or artful in my life, I've never actually chosen myself. Mm. Yeah. You know, like when I I sold software for years. Yeah. And that job came because somebody else was like, you know, you'd be good at this. Yeah. You should come and check it out. Yeah. Or, Or when I got into construction, they're like, you should come with us, you know?
0: Right. And, and all, and all of the things that you've actively pursued have been creative. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So I'm, I'm really interested in, um, like human development. So I, i like to try to, like I said, kind of connect some dots between like the person you are now and like, you know, what was going on in like your formative years. So tell me this, like. Maybe so, so you were identifying as, as creative, you know, in your childhood, which I would yeah. say is like, you know, under the age of 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, did you start any other mediums like writing? Like,
1: I, so I, I remember, I remember in those building, years? like I said, I like to pretend. And one time I was, uh, into trucks, big trucks. I can't remember why the fascination came on. I mean, but I remember it's just
0: a thing that the children have, especially yeah. you boys, I think. Like... But I
1: I remember building getting boxes, going around the neighborhood, collecting yeah. cardboard boxes and then building the truck out of the building yeah. my own truck out of a cardboard box and things like that.
0: I love the idea that like creative projects like come out of just play. Like I, I want to do this thing, so I'm gonna make this thing. And I, I think like it's easy to look at you know, a child doing like a, a project like this, like kind of producing a project of like I'm going to make some trucks. Right. Um, it's easy to look at a child doing that and think that that's different than what we're doing as like adult creatives, and it's not really like <laughs> it's it's more What's similar a, than not.
1: It's interesting. So I so I built a set years and years ago. I built a set of Adirondack chairs. Yeah. And everybody loved them. I got all sorts of accolades for it. I sold them immediately. However, I, I turned into a Adirondack chair factory
0: Yeah, for about yeah. eight months. Yeah.
1: I didn't do anything else but build those. Yeah. You know, and that, that really wears on yeah. the creativity part. Totally. You know? Totally.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, I can, I can really, I can really relate to that. <laughs> I've talked about this on the podcast a bit, but like for me, maybe, you know, the kind of equivalent of that is like I sing in a wedding band where I'm doing like the same set you know um every every time we have an event um and i have to i have to get creative like about how i make that feel creative (laughs) like how i make it feel kind (laughs) of fresh for my brain but yeah i think i think a lot of times what we're doing is like i mean the adirondack chair thing i imagine like when that first started, you were like, I want to make these chairs. Like, exactly. it starts as like this kind of fun, like curiosity, like I haven't done this before. I like these kinds of chairs. And then you make a couple and then you're finished. Like you yeah, feel exactly. fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. And then it c- keeps going. Okay. And then in your, in your um, teen years, did you, did you begin any new mediums? Like, is there anything in there that we need to make sure we like capture the beginning of?
1: Well, when I was in my teen years, I did uh, just, I had a little lawnmower business. You
0: were, you were being creative with like the business end.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think that's where, because I like my tools as much as I like creating with them. Sure, sure, sure. And I have, I mean, I have collections of yeah. antique planes and stuff that are all yeah. functional. And, and I think back then it was like, like, again, with a small engine repair class I took in school. And then you can, oh, I can, I'm familiar with this. I can work on this. And then you make something work
0: totally and
1: you get a little satisfaction out of that. Then you use that to do something else with.
0: I I love that you said that. Like, I hadn't really thought about that before, but I totally know what you mean. Like, and certainly musicians feel that way about like their gear. Like I'm certain (laughs) that like, you know, film people feel that way about like their cameras and their, their light, their lighting rig. Um, I'm sure you could probably find equivalents in like, any, mostly any genre, any medium. But yeah, that like, that was that I, I love that. I love you saying that as like, the beginnings of something that feels like a crucial part of like, what you do now is like, finding a love for tools, and like, beginning that kind of journey as well. Um, When you were like, you know, 18, like becoming an adult, like maybe, maybe finishing high school, deciding what you want to do, you know, in your life, were you, th- I know, I know That's why I like ask the question all vague. Cause I know that like, we're all different <laughs> when we're 18, but like, you know, I do think that that time of our lives, like kind of regardless of circumstances is usually a time where we start thinking of ourselves as adults in a different way. Like there's some societal pressure to like, kind of decide what you're going to try to do maybe. Yeah. Um, so at that time, like how were you, what was your, like, how were you thinking of yourself in terms of like creativity, artistry, or was that, like, well, you know, what was going on with that?
1: Well, back then, that was one of the times in my life where I was under the guidance of others.
0: Yeah, sure. So well, I'm
1: I'm kind of a giant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if radio can <laughs> yeah. purvey that, but, yeah. and so I played football Yeah, and uh, it was basically a, okay, you're playing football, you're. You're a giant kid. You went to the all-star team. Yeah. Uh, you're, I got a scholarship to College of Eastern Utah. Cool. And so from, so I'd football. say, 17 okay. through 21, I was on somebody else's schedule.
0: Sure, sure. I really
1: didn't think about what I wanted to do or there wasn't really much creativity. The only, well, I kind of, I went for an English major.
0: Cool. Okay, tell me. And I dabbled in why. poetry.
1: Like- because yes. it's more creative.
0: Yeah. Tell me like, no, I mean, I, I assumed <laughs> that piece. Yeah, no, I love this though. So um, like, yeah, I, I think, okay, I'm like making some assumptions for sure, but I'm picturing like, you know, a high school senior who's like a football player and everyone's telling you like this whole thing that you do is like you're tall and you're an athlete. And somewhere in your mind, which like you're even telling me like, you, you weren't that in touch with your identity. You're like, no, I'm going to major in English, which is maybe not like doesn't exactly match with like this identity that other people are like putting right, on you. Right. So so like did you have a love of English before then or like in that moment where you like trying to cling on to like something more creative or like what, what did it feel like?
1: Well, see – I went to college with the plan of playing football, so.
0: Right, right.
1: And then when you show up, then they're like, okay, now you got to choose what you're going to do for the rest of your life.
0: Right, right, you know? yeah.
1: And, well, I'd excelled in, in high school in my uh, English classes yeah. and writing classes and stuff like that, and I felt comfortable with it. So I was kind of looking for an easy, sure, an easier path in my brain.
0: Did, did um, being good at, your, like, excelling in your English classes, did that feel like, was that Did you kind of feel like that was part of your identity? Like I'm a good writer. Yes, yes, indeed. Cool. What kind of stuff did you like writing?
1: Uh, little short stories, poetry. Cool. The creative Uh, writing mostly. More more prose. Okay,
0: Okay. prose. Shorter stuff. Creative writing, not um, like essays. Yeah. Mostly. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and and I think like, you know, my like purpose with this podcast shifts all the time. Like and I think I think it's a project that for me like you know it 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 does a lot of things for me. I think like creatively and just like interpersonally. Like there are a lot of reasons why why I like doing this podcast. But I think I think at least one of the reasons why I started it um was you know I'm a teacher. I teach I teach a lot of teens and college-age students and You know, like, I really frequently find that there will be a a child who's really talented, like, really good at something, and it's not part of their identity whatsoever. Like, they're, like, they're, like, very, they're very clever, like, with writing lyrics or something, but it doesn't, like, mean anything to them. Like, I imagine them, you know... 15 years from now, like maybe not even remembering that they wrote like three songs with me, you know, right. or something where like, when I was a child, if I had written three songs with my teacher, I would cherish them still, you know, like <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so, so I don't know though. Cause like, I could also imagine those students that I have that are very like, eh, whatever. Like they don't, even if they're good at it, it's not like, it doesn't mean anything to them. I could imagine those students like, in the future, like I said, like not c- continuing to not care, or being like, "You know what? this is really important to me." So I like talking with professional artists about like, how did you see it? Like, what did you feel like? So we can kind of tell these stories of like,, um, yeah, like, you know, recovering creativity from our our youths or taking these little threads of like hole punching the plant and like gathering boxes and being like, these are the things that are the roots of like what I'm doing now. So that's what I like to ask. But, um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear you say that it was important, an important part of your identity, even, even as other people maybe weren't, um, thinking about that as part of your identity. Do you think that's right. accurate?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, other, yeah. other people weren't like really seeing that. Well, in a lot as of people much.
1: assume your identity
0: totally totally <laughs> you know and it and you know if enough people assume an identity for you that isn't right it's effectively like it can af- it can really affect you right like if if enough pe- enough other people project something at you that like isn't quite true it can become kind of more true
1: well that's i, I mean that's how people end up you know nothing against accounting but it's how somebody ends up being an accountant for sixty years, and then they yeah. retire and they're dead five years later, it's yeah. just because, yeah, yeah, they were good at it, and people encouraged.
0: Them. Yeah, and there kind of wasn't like anything extra. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. anything. I, I guess extra. I mean, like anything kind of like individuating going right. on in kind of their minds. So, okay, so you went for a football scholarship. You were studying English. What, what happened during like those college years? Like, How did you kind of...
1: Well, I, I think personally that the point of college to, is to uh, develop a critical thinking skill set. Cool. And my uh, roughly beginning my senior year, I had a summer job in construction. Okay. And I, I did very well, and they put me in as a foreman. Cool. And my critical thinking came in that if I finish my uh, English degree... I will probably be an English teacher Yeah, and I will have to work my way up for five years to make as much money as I'm making right now. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I wouldn't say dropped out of college. I just didn't re-up it, for the next semester. Sure,
0: yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: and so then I just spent 20 years building pretty much everything and
0: during that time like were you doing other creative things like how did you get into voice acting and were you still writing ever well
1: see I I, I kind of switch jobs every two years or okay. so and yeah. it's it's not necessarily the same line of work you okay. know so like software salesman uh, I've worked in kitchens yeah <laughs> I've been when I was in uh, college I was a bouncer
0: cool cool and
1: uh, <laughs> just just a million things and I think
0: yeah.
1: I think instead of uh, oh what am I trying to say it's a it's a group of experiences yeah. that that I draw on now yes. so so like my development creative development when I think about it it's more of a a retrospective like
0: a research yeah
1: it's like this oh I've, I've I've come across this before and I can't right. use I can't use this here because it, it's not suited for that yeah. and it's like it feels like common knowledge now, but it's hard earned.
0: Yes. I think that's excellent. And I think it's an excellent point of like, yeah, I mean, I belabor this all the time and it probably starts sounding like trite, but it's <laughs> really true. Like when you are a creative person, like nothing, nothing is off limits. Um, what am I trying to say? Like everything feels creative. Like yeah. e- like everything kind of feels like it's part of that, Um, I've talked, I've interviewed a couple of authors and writers and interviewed, I interviewed one woman in particular, Haley Kavanaugh, for anyone who wants to go find the episode, who's an author. Um, but she spent time in the military. She worked as a prison guard for a while. Um, and like, yeah, like you wouldn't look at that and think like, oh, that's creative. But of course, like it's, it's like, it's research, like for all the things she's going to write, like she's mm-hmm. getting to know people. She's getting to know like different situations and, and of course that becomes like part of what her creative medium is now. And I feel like that's what you're saying too, like in a different, um, different way. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, since I made the switch to full-time artist, Yeah. um, yeah. There's like I have to bring up my writing skills again because I have a web page now and right. there's a blog section and if right. you go to my blog section it says this is where you should put your blog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not in Latin at this point, but but I publish it anyway because yeah. it's a yeah. work in progress. Yeah. And so like like with a, a the professional side of the business, there's marketing, right. there's there's market research, there's there's branding. Yeah. There's uh, there's just so many things that just distract from the actual art.
0: Yes. Yeah. But
1: that too, building a business is an
0: art within itself. One hundred percent. Yep. One hundred percent. Um. You said when I asked you first, like, what you were, what you uh, you were like as a creative child, and you said you were always doodling. Did you continue to like draw and kind of like make visual art throughout these years that you were like not a professional artist? Oh yeah. What what kind of stuff were you doing?
1: Just nonstop drawing. Just always drawing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you draw did you at at in your adulthood, did you ever think like, now I really wanna, you know, get this right? Like did you think about like it more like a skill that you were trying to improve? Or just always kind of like a as, bit kind as of far mindless? as
1: As far as drawing goes, I think I think now. I try and draw out my uh, projects with more detail than I used to.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Like before, if I'm doing something for myself, I can just have a picture in my head and I've done things enough that I know that my leg is going to be about this long. And and I can basically cut something out without plans. Right. But that makes it hard to duplicate and it makes it hard to document. It's really
0: interesting. Like the drawing kind of becomes like, you know, a mode of communication between you yourself and your clients maybe, or.
1: And it's also a little evidence of what you did.
0: Right. Right.
1: And you can draw and, and getting it out, whether you, whether you ever look at that drawing again, the, the simple act of writing something down that, Oh, this is how this works or, or I need to cut this in a quarter inch shorter. And after you've written something like that down, it kind of cements it in your head. Yes.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, did you, were you already doing voice acting when you like switched kind of, when you had that, uh, when the wall of dirt fell on you?
1: No, no. This is okay, a that was later. Thing.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, when I was working for the software company, we have, I don't know if you ever, ever sat through a live software demonstration. No. There is a lot of, um, yeah. And so we're going to click here right. and, um, I don't know why this isn't working. Hold on. Yeah. And there's just, yeah. just. <laughs> A lot of sitting kind of there, droning, looking at yeah. screen. So my plan was to take these uh, uh, online demonstrations that we did, kill the audio on them, find the the best examples of walking through steps, and then do a voiceover on top of that. Cool. But then that company fell apart.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> you still kind of had that took the, taking that creative step.
1: Well, I'd already I had the equipment. I've already yeah. done a few samples. Yeah, and then that's cool. I got a. For the space dynamics lab they did okay. they wanted me to do a uh a walkthrough it was a about a three and a half minute video yeah and then i just did vocals over that
0: did you um yeah i'm trying to imagine like if, if you can go back to like that time and who your coworkers like saw you as and who kind of would they have been like, oh, of course, that's a thing that Mark's going to do? Or were they like, you're <laughs> going to, yeah. they felt like that? Wh- well, Why? anybody
1: that I said, they said, oh, you've got the voice for that.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I can feel, I can imagine pe- someone feeling like I have this idea, but like, I don't know if like, I'm allowed to do that or if people will like receive it or if people will, like think it's weird, but you felt like you're, you're the people around you would just be like, awesome. That's great. Please do that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, Did you ever feel like, well, maybe I'll ask, like, do you think that at, at that time, people in your life like saw you as like an artistic, creative person?
1: Oh, yeah. I think, I think people yeah. in my life have seen me that, that way all the that time. That seems,
0: that's like, that's just like a core, that's like part of who you are. Yeah. Cool, cool.
1: And even uh, like the little, little pieces of art.
0: Yeah, right. I,
1: I'm always making stuff like that. Yeah. Just yeah. like keeping the hands busy. Yeah. Uh, it's not like now that I'm a full-time person, yeah. I should probably give them a little more thought into the, well, into the process. And
0: I only ask because like, I, again, like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in what, what stories we as, you know, professional creatives or just, you know, full-time creatives, like, which I don't know that those are always the same thing, but like just people who are creative all the time, things that we might know that other people maybe wouldn't guess or, you know, or some of these permission things like nobody gave me permission. I just wanted to do it. Or like, you know, I, I like it sometimes when I interview people who went through long periods of their lives where they like weren't doing anything creative and then had kind of had to go through the kind of reinvention of like, you know, telling their spouse or telling people in their life, like, Hey, I've always wanted to. Right. And kind of going through this like thing of like, really? Like you you really, you know, I'm kind of like claiming that. So I, I, that's, I'm always interested in that kind of thing, but. Well, that, it's, I
1: think it's kind of a mystery. Like before I even thought about doing voiceover, I thought there was the one guy. Yeah, that did yes. the voiceovers. That's he did the aspirin commercial, and yeah. then he went and did the movie commercials, and well, maybe that... a few other people. But totally, then you then you start doing research and find out is there. Tons there's of people do thousands this. Thousands of people, well, and there's thousands of jobs. And that's
0: they're... why my podcast is called Artifice because <laughs> it's this, it's 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 mysterious, like, and and it's it's not mysterious. I mean, I like this word as a catch-all because some of the things that are mysterious about art are like. I didn't feel like I was writing this or like, you know, there are these things that like the artist experiences as like being very mysterious. Um, Like how did, how did I think to make this? Or like, you know, there are these kind of big, big, you know, big magic kinds of things that happen in art. There is, you know, mis- mystery and kind of how a consumer receives art and how it changes people. But furthermore, there's mystery and just like, what is this business? Like, who is making these things? Like right. you're saying, like, there's, it's just, it's a very, it's very, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, like not, not even always on purpose about like the arts and kind of what, um, you know, creative mediums are like actually like, it's, <laughs> it's mysterious and in, in it's like, you know mu- mundanity and like the way it's tedious and the way that like oh you tedious. fail so much and like you know things go wrong. <laughs> like all of those things are are mysterious in in the sense that like people don't know about them.
1: Well, I I built recently a the, a wine cellar. Cool. And the diamond wine storage area yeah. had over three hundred and fifty blocks. Wow. That I had to glue individually. Yeah. And about halfway through that, I was pretty much done with that project. Yeah, you know?
0: yes, totally. <laughs> you know?
1: In my head, you know, it's st- kept going and it's finished and it's installed. But
0: Yeah, there's a woman that I'm friends with on Facebook who I'd I'd really like to interview. I haven't reached out to her yet, but she's been posting all of these. She's been hired to, to guild, like guild with metal um, roofs in like muse- a museum, maybe a mosque, like I feel like she's okay. done several. And I think she said she did like... 3,000 little pieces of like gold leaf like on the ceiling and like yeah that's just that is m- like if if the if a general you know regular person me included thinks about like that it's un it's unimaginable <laughs> <laughs> like the same like the same process again and again but like so much of what we do is that for me it's like you know like I try to tell my students sometimes like the amount of time I spend like figuring out the exact right chord or like practicing like this two measures like it would it would it would shock a lot of people I think right like it just takes more time than you think so um tell me about how you transitioned from um like being in construction to being a full-time artist because I imagine it wasn't like a Imagine it kind of happened over time. Upheaval. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It was an upheaval like oh, immediately. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. Well,
1: uh, so I was working with a, a contractor friend of mine, Mark Bishop. Okay. And, uh, I was the, the carpenter. Uh, I do the punch lists, go into houses and fix things that were okay. wrong. So you were
0: and, already doing all of your woodworking. Yeah. Okay.
1: Just, well, framing, general construction, that kind of stuff. Okay. And, uh, I started, uh, ruining projects in where the homeowner would, would, would already have something set and we'd already bid something out. Yeah. Say, have, have you ever thought about maybe turning yeah. that a little bit this yeah. way and you could catch the morning light from, yeah. and all of a sudden we're into another week of <laughs> projects right. and
0: you are ruining projects, yeah. meaning <laughs> making them artful and beautiful and yes, exciting. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then I, you know, I started building a lot of, uh, fireplace surrounds. Yeah somebody would give a picture of a half a fireplace from Pinterest. Can you do that? And I'd be like, sure. And then, yeah. you know, a week later, I'd figure out actually how to do it.
0: Cool. <laughs> well, yeah. But then
1: uh, we were about to uh, build custom homes for a, a builder up in Cache Valley. Okay, cool. We were going to do all their custom stuff. But I tell you, I couldn't find any employees, and I'm too mm-hmm. old to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids, kids these days.
0: You yeah. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Wait. You got a
1: phone in one hand and a vape right. in the other. Where are you going to put your <laughs> hammer, son? Yeah.
0: Oh, no. you know? <laughs> and sorry, this was how long ago? Like how long ago was?
1: Oh, this was 2015.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So not that long ago. Okay. Right. Wait, let me make sure I understand. So like in 2015, like before you were kind of like transitioning out of, um, working more in construction and doing, cause is that, am I understanding this right? Like. Let me give you well, working... a little
1: timeline. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, great. College, I worked in kitchens, I was a bouncer, uh, came back to Utah, I was in construction for about 20 years, got okay. crushed on the job. Right. Um, then I went to work for, I got my appraiser's license. My wife at the time was a real estate agent, Okay. and I got my appraiser's license, so I got into real estate, and I was in real estate through the... Uh, the, the 2008 the, yeah, crash, yeah. And what I was doing was I was working for banks, okay, exclusively, and so I was giving broker price opinions and and doing pre foreclosure stuff.
0: Okay, and you weren't working in construction at all no, at this time. No, okay.
1: this is at when I was out. I'd that okay. been crushed,
0: <laughs> and you were still, and you had picked up woodworking though.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, that's
0: I'd, that's maybe the part that I yeah, was missing. Yeah. So so
1: it's okay. always been there. At, at that time, I had a giant barn out in Smithfield. It was huge. Okay. It was drafty, and I yeah. had, had <laughs> old tools that yeah. were that needed a lot of love. Yeah. And I just built all sorts of crazy stuff.
0: Okay. Wait. Yeah. And so you picked up the woodworking when the doctor was like, "You need a hobby." Yeah. Okay, and before that, you hadn't done it since junior high. Right. Okay, okay. Wait, okay, I'd like to know, though, when you first started woodworking, like, as an adult, so not mm-hmm. in junior high, <laughs> when <laughs> right. you first started, like, you were married at that time?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did, you like, what did your wife, did you have kids? Not at the time, no. Okay. Um, like, I'm just curious, like, did you have to be like, hey... I'm going to get some tools. Like, did you have to, like, advocate for your new hobby? No, no. Okay. Everyone was supportive. Yeah. And what kinds of stuff did you start making, like, right at the beginning? Like, what was kind of the first? How did it begin?
1: I built a camping chair that collapses. You take it apart. Cool. folds flat, and you put it back together, and you sit in it. However, it got the nickname of the Spine Buster 2000. (laughs) Because while it looked very nice, yeah. it was not functional.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but since then, over the years, I, I developed my own pattern for that. Cool. And it's it's kind of the first and only thing that is m- like mine. Yeah. Like the uh the the it's blueprints like mine. Yeah. Every circle I drew on there, the wow. the, the arc on there. Cool. You know, We'd it's like not somebody else's that. plan. It, it may be based on other things because, yeah. you know, there's only so many ways you can build a totally. chair. <laughs> yep,
0: totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, music is the same way. It's like there's 24 chords. Right. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, um. so were you making that like for yourself? Like it was kind of like, hey, I want a chair like this, so I'm going to make it. Yeah. Or were you thinking like this is something pe- other people might want?
1: Like, um, I, like, I always, I always had that in the back of my mind okay. about, okay. cause, cause I always, my shop's empty of projects and I build at least a project a week, something. Okay. So it's gone somewhere. So
0: right from <laughs> the beginning of this, like quote unquote hobby, like right from the beginning of this, you're kind of thinking like, eh, this might be bigger. Yeah. 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 Do you have any thoughts about like, you know, I'm really fascinated by like, where does creativity come from? Can you teach it? Is it just like is it something we just have like what do you think about this I don't know like thing about your personality that's like yeah this this is a hobby but it's gonna be more like these kind of like impulses do you think that's just part of your personality like do you think it has to do with how you were raised
1: I think I gotta overcome a lot of things yeah come out of a like I say I I was everything that I have done that hasn't been creative has always been structured for me. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to break out of that. Sure. You know, and you can, you can be a part time hobbyist, you can paint at night or you can, yeah. you know, you can do collage or, or whatever. And it's a good outlet for you. Yeah. But still you got to go back into that mold. You, it's only a little escape. Right. And it's like, like burning the bridge behind you, burning the boats. Sure. Okay. I will never sit through another Zoom meeting as right. God is my witness. So you had <laughs> a little thing, you know? had a
0: little inkling of that when you started woodworking, yeah. like this is my this is this is my escape route. This is or some, something.
1: Well see that's how I ended up back in construction. Okay. Uh
0: Okay. I interrupted your timeline. So you were working with the appraiser, you were working (laughs) for banks. And
1: then I was working for banks and then the world collapsed or the market collapsed. And then I became the grim reaper of cash Valley. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And so for the next two years, I was the guy that knocked on the door and told you you had three days.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And that was really soul sucking. So I I really ramped up my creative outlets at that time because every day was just Oh, yeah. it was awful.
0: And you had plant, you had like planted that escape hatch for yourself earlier. Yeah. 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 So you were. Um, and
1: so after that, uh, I got back into construction okay. because we had a crew and I have to, you know, I don't have to lift all the wood myself. Right.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: And we built some great sense. stuff for about three, four years. Yeah. Uh, some nice commercial projects downtown Salt cool. Lake. There's and one on State and Ninth South. It's a beautiful restaurant. I can't remember then what they actually named it at the cool. end. Cool.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: But things like that—that's you can drive around, you can see what you've done.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. That's
1: that was always the uh, lure. Yeah. Of it and and yeah, getting drawn I mean, back it's, in.
0: It's sculpture. It's like it's but it's like it's living. It's like in, I I maybe this is, maybe this is. I don't know. Maybe this is wrong, but I feel like it's I feel like woodworking is like similar maybe to like fashion design in that you make things that like people live in, like live with. Right, right. Like they are fully incorporated into people's lives. It's it's buildings. Um it's not something that like just hangs on the wall, not that there's, you know, not that that's not super <laughs> important or music that plays, but like you know, if people are walking around in clothing you made or spending their lives like sitting in a chair you made um i don't know i feel like that's just it's, it's kind going, of special
1: going over to somebody's house you haven't seen forever and seeing your stuff in their house go, oh yeah yeah
0: that's my table <laughs> yeah, <or whatever. laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's, there's something there's something special i think about mediums that like are right up against people's lives in that way i feel the same way about like food like when i interview chefs like um yeah it's 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 nice to have like you know, no degrees removed between like the, you know, audience or artist or consumer or whatever. I mean, audience or consumer and the artist. Yeah. So, um, so you got back into construction, but then you started getting these like custom things and you couldn't find a crew for that. Well, that was, where... I couldn't
1: find a crew for the actual day-to-day building of houses. Okay. Okay. And so I ended up doing finish work and, okay. and,
0: And then kind of just moving into your, into your shop, which is what you're doing now.
1: Well, then I went back into, (laughs) then the, uh, software company. So I worked for the software company earlier.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: then they sold and then they gave me a call back and they were trying to ramp up the marketing department again. So I went back there for about three years Okay. and that was until October, 2019.
0: Okay. 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 And okay. So when did you start doing voice acting?
1: Um, January twenty twenty. Okay,
0: really really recently. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So um okay, is there anything else that you want to say? And and all the while while you were working at the software company, you were like also working in your shop.
1: I actually built my current shop while I was working at the software company.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. From, the software from- company was like funding your Like, (laughs) yeah, your tools and stuff. No, my
1: wife funds everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Great.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. And then, yeah, I think like, I, I just, I would love to hear you talk about like, I would love to hear your thoughts on like the boundaries between art and craft. Like Uh. which things feel like art to you? Which things feel like craft? Like, what do you, how do you see like, what it means to be a craftsman what it means to be an artist any of that like how does that well, feel it is, you?
1: it's it's kind of a struggle for for me personally right now
0: yeah
1: because i'm trying to avoid setting up an adirondack factory
0: right right
1: where i can still make projects and then move on to another project right yeah <laughs> well like a friend of mine he was a steel artist yeah and he made these giant suns And he would, he would cut them out with a laser cutter and, and they were all fancy and people loved them. But two years later, he was down to making trailer hitch covers for truck stops. Yeah. 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 You know, and that's the thing I want to avoid. And it's, it's kind of like somebody comes up to me and they say, here's a project I want you to build. And I got to say, I'm sorry, you're looking for a woodworker. Right. I'm an artist.
0: Sure. If like, you need
1: help interpretate interpreting what you need in this space, yeah. then I that's the kind of project like, I want to do. <laughs> how
0: how do you like I mean cuz I I know exactly what you mean, but I think a lot of people would be like, "Wait, I don't get it." Like so what does it what does it mean to you to be an artist? Like like you know, I don't I feel like there are mediums where like nobody would have that exact like in a, in the medium people wouldn't have that exact problem where like a consumer would confuse you as like a woodworker instead of right. an artist. So like, what does it feel like to be in the kind of medium where like that confusion maybe kind of is there? Like, what does it mean to you to feel like an artist?
1: Well, I think it, I think it has to be, it has, it has to, everything to do with how I present myself Yeah. to a potential client.
0: Yeah. How does, it, how does it feel to you, though? Like, why are you an artist? Like, what does that mean to you? Uh,
1: it's, a, it's a freedom thing.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a... If I had my way, I would build what I want. And if someone wants to buy it, great. If somebody doesn't want to buy it, that's fine. If yeah. you want to bargain with me on the price, I'd rather burn it yeah. in a yeah. fire
0: sure. than yeah.
1: drop it one penny. That's right. That's right. what I feel like I want to... That's the attitude yeah. i want <laughs> i want to give out
0: what are your like goals as an artist and I, I don't mean like i don't mean like financial success or or things like that i don't mean like what are our business goals
1: immortality
0: <laughs> I, yeah you as want... long
1: as the things i build outlast me
0: really yeah that's kind of like the main thing that you think about what about like when you're building an individual project like are there um are there themes? Like are there are there like types of um types of visuals or types of like ideas or concepts that you kind of come back to?
1: I have a project now. Uh a friend of mine uh wife's brother passed away and he was a woodworker. Okay. And he'd been saving a a chunk of black walnut crotch wood. That's where a, a main uh trunk the main trunk yeah. of the tree has a, a larger trunk coming off and it's the wood that you're looking for inside that crotch okay it's very figured it overlaps it's quilted
0: okay cool. they didn't
1: know why he was saving that hunk of wood
0: yeah and wow.
1: so he's he said he always told them that he's saving he wants to build something cool out of it yeah and so I had to and that what they wanted as an end result is a small urn for his ashes out of it and a, a memory box
0: wow yeah
1: so I said, yeah, I could do that. So there was no other guidelines. That's why I took the project on. Yeah. And I started looking into his life. I looked him on Facebook and wow. listened to the stories that they told about him. And what had actually happened was he was a woodworker 15 years ago. Mm. And he kind of evolved into a uh, marksman kind of hobby. Okay. He's the kind of guy who put like three grains in one round and write down the results that kind of thing okay okay and when i cut into that wood i realized that he was saving that so he could make gun stocks out of it wow and so i I called them up and i says you know he's saving this for (laughs) i told them and he's like oh that that makes perfect sense he gave me this and this and this wow and so in addition to the uh the uh Earn in the yeah. memory box, I'm yeah. going to uh, get two uh, blanks for a, a skilled gunsmith to make some stocks out of for Wow. Well, yeah. So they can take those, put those on the the things that he was saving probably right. to put them on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what does, what does it mean? Well, what I,
1: I don't know. Well, I, I try and tell people that I work with, like the, the wine cellar.
0: Yeah.
1: My client wanted a Rustic wine cellar, and we went to a place called Trussel Works in Brigham. They sell all sorts of weathered wood cool. and salvaged lumber. Cool, and it was going to be like gray, like an old French weathered gray wood yeah. looking project. Cool, and so as we're walking through the yard, she picks out this wood. So we take it all, but get it back to my shop. I take a little chip off the corner. It turns out it's old growth redwood mm. that was from uh, Pickle Barrels in uh, Ontario, Canada. Oh, wow. 16 feet tall. Oh, my gosh. 30 feet around, full of pickles. Cow. And I planed down a piece and I called her up and I said, no. Yeah. We can't build what you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got to do something completely different. Yeah. And... Luckily, she was a client that said, "Okay, let's do that." Yeah, and she had the patience that, that what should have been a three month thing turned into nine months.
0: Yeah, so yeah, maybe like the 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 through line here is something like paying attention to like the actual story of the the medium, and then thinking about like the people and like finding exactly. beauty in there.
1: It's a, cool. it's a process. It's not like building a spice rack. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. like you have to be responsive to it. Like right. you can't just like impose your will on it. Exactly. Kind of like listening to it, and paying attention to it. And, That's and, really beautiful. and maybe
1: going to somebody's space and seeing what they have.
0: Yeah. It's like the, the medium of the woodworking, like it's a, it's a, a um, like a conduit whereby you like understand people better. Right. Or, or like pay attention to people. Um, maybe this is just, like, I'm just, like, genuinely curious about this, but when you have people bring you, like, a picture from Pinterest, um, do you feel like, like, I want to know, like, how you feel differently about, like, this, you know, ship lap, like, um, like, fire surround, fireplace surround, or, like, a rustic wine cellar. Like, do you feel like you find, like, um satisfaction in like whatever project you're kind of doing in that vein or like are there some that you like like better than others Um does that question make sense like It does.
1: I I like I don't mind doing repetitive things. I I like doing the project. Yeah. It really doesn't matter like I, think I don't I, I don't like I don't like a rustic style versus okay, a yeah. versus a shaker style versus a craftsman style. Yeah, I, don't, I, think, I don't have a
0: Okay. You know. I think maybe really what I'm wondering is whether like you can find your identity in any style and like the answer is yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. That's well,
1: great. I, I've been throwing around in my brain a lot of uh Japanese woodworking techniques.
0: Cool. Cool.
1: And if you, if you look real close, you can see how craftsman style yeah. furniture, uh, arts and crafts style furniture adopted a lot of the, yeah. the simplistic yet, uh, ornate uh, joinery. Yeah. And stuff like that. So the I mean people have been drawing on
0: the same There's no kind of such thing print. as
1: an original thought. That was one thing yeah. that my mother taught me.
0: <laughs> you know, actually
1: And Einstein actually said it, so there's proof.
0: <laughs> I was just <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Not only my mother, but Albert Einstein himself. Um yeah, actually it's this is so interesting like one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is you know I'll talk with people who are doing a totally different thing from what I'm doing and find these like little overlaps of like, you know, these beautiful similarities. And just, I think like this thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, when I'm singing like, you know, ACDC and then I'm singing Taylor Swift at these like wedding gigs maybe (laughs) um or if i'm working with my students like it could even be like i'm working with my students on their original music and maybe like their original like if i'm working with a 10 year old girl what i'm writing with her what she's writing versus you know what i'm writing if i'm if i'm working with a student who's like an adult male um or something like that um it's really easy for me to find my identity in all those things. Like, it's really pretty natural for me to like find the, the, the little spaces in like different genres, you know, or whatever, um, or different, um, yeah, different aesthetics, different like types of perspectives where I feel like, oh yeah, this is like, I'm totally here with you on this. Like, um, and, and, and it sounds like that's easy for you too. Well,
1: it's, I think it's more of a process of qualifying your, uh, the, your clients or customers.
0: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But just in general, like feeling like you can find things you love in like Japanese word woodworking and like, what does that feel like to you to like find, like, I know it's kind of an abstract question, but what is that, what is that like? Or like, how are you doing it to find like, this is me, Mark. Finding like exciting things or things that feel familiar, things that feel like I can have ownership over them, you know or that are have integrity with me in these different perspectives, these different styles, like what does that process feel like to you
1: it's it's i I would say it's a learning process, like every new technique that I'm gonna use on a project, I have a pile of uh, practice yeah. Like just this morning, I stopped in Salt Lake to help somebody put some uh, some cabinet doors cool. on a cabinet that we yeah. built. And uh, I had a new jig and I had to test it out on a piece of scrap and it worked yeah. perfectly. And yeah. so when I went to the... Went to the other piece, the actual work piece, I had confidence, clamped it on, put a, yeah. put a hole right through a nice piece of wood, <laughs> and it worked, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Just, okay, you good. Know, I, I thought you were saying it didn't wasn't going to work, but it, w- it worked well. But okay. see,
1: see, those drawer fronts were uh, uh, ash ply. Okay. And I'd never done edge banding
0: on okay. plywood
1: before, so yeah. that was a new t- technique I learned. Yeah. And, and that was probably the coolest thing: is using it was a tool that I was like, "How am I going to cut this off? I got to file it. I got to yeah. cut it." Like, "Oh no, you got to file into this direction." Right. And cool. I watched a couple of YouTube videos.
0: So it's just kind of like this curiosity, and yeah, then, do you feel but like now, this, so
1: now I've added that
0: a skill? That's what I was going to ask next. Yeah. Like, so it feels like you you approach with this curiosity, but you're always kind of thinking, you're you're like you're just like assuming that you're going to take a piece of this thing like back into like this is my skill set now like this is part of is do you think that's right like the perspective is always like you're you're never thinking of something as like totally other like totally separate from you like everything's gonna like right everything's gonna roll back into like this is my skill set this is yeah
1: and if if i find myself doing something outside of that i can feel it you know what i mean yeah
0: no, I think I'm the same way. Like all that of a sudden, I'm working.
1: Like, I'm working now. I'm yeah. not doing anything but work. <laughs> yes, I think I feel the same
0: way. Like when I'm working on other music genres or like things that aren't original, I think I feel that same way. Like I'm spending time working on this thing that is not original because I'm doing it for someone else. But like I'm gonna see what this can teach me. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take something back, like into right. kind of my own creative like pool from like this other thing, like nothing, nothing feels disconnected from that core. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. And then, yeah, talk to me about like the other creative stuff that you've doing. Have, have you been getting, you, you mentioned you do some more writing in like your website. Like talk to me about the other creative stuff you do.
1: <laughs> it's just, a uh, everything It you can be creative with everything you have to do. I mean, I have to put together That's some marketing stuff. Yeah. I got it. Like I say, I got to, Uh, structure a blog and find out, figure out exactly
0: how I want to approach it. That's some, that's like a project that's in the future. Yeah. (laughs) And how did you get into voice acting? I mean, you told me the story about the, you had some samples, but like, how did you like take action on like, okay, I'm going to turn this into another thing that I can do.
1: Actually, I just agreed to it. Okay. And after I was midway through it, I thought, wow, I could, I could really do something. with
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Um, is there anything else that you want to say about like, you know, I mean, what, what else do you want to, okay, wait, actually, hold on. (laughs) No, I have a specific question. I thought about this before. And then I forgot when we went on that, we were talking about this other thing. (laughs) Um, I'd love for you to talk about like, I think maybe woodworking is something that a lot of like most people don't know that much about, like, but it's interesting because it's all around our lives. Um, can you tell us like, can you tell me what what you want people to know about like about your medium, like what's like just whatever is coming to mind, like what's what's special <sighs> about it?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's an art where you have to follow some rules. Yeah, stairs can be beautiful and ornate, but they have to be within
0: you have to be able to walk 7 yeah. and a
1: quarter <laughs> you know there has yeah. to be a specific uh, mm-hmm. way the stairs are built so that everybody that walks up them it's natural
0: yeah right yeah. you can't you yeah. can't
1: make abstract stairs and right. you can't you can't you can't make a riff on a on a chair you know i'm only right. going to make it i'm going to make a chair well, it's with gonna one be leg this spine crusher you know again, <laughs> exactly back to the spine crusher
0: <laughs> it looks beautiful but it will give you lower back pain
1: exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool so you have to be creative kind of within these constraints of like what you know being yeah. a human is because humans are going to live in your artwork yeah
1: like like yeah. like the cabinet i built some of the best details are going to be covered up yeah like right right where the, the yeah. main structure of the back cabinet comes together. Yeah. I was very impressed with myself. Yeah. But there wasn't there wasn't yeah. a gap back there. It mm-hmm. looked like an actual professional built it.
0: Yeah, and that's something that like you have to kind of deal with is like your some of your favorite things like don't get seen. Yeah. Yeah. In order to make them kind of livable and um yeah, exactly. You, But you know kind of that secret of like, oh, the back of that cabinet's really cool. <laughs> Do you feel like that's like a common thread of like what it, what it means to be a woodworker? Like,
1: I think that's more of a what it means to be an artist. Yeah, totally. Like just, just an attention for a detail that only you know about.
0: Yes, that's like, that's a nugget. That's like a thing. Yeah,
1: Easter egg, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a personal Easter egg. Well, I just mean even
0: like that sentence you just said is like, that's like a, that's a nugget of wisdom. (laughs) Like that's an important, that's like, (laughs) that's something I might think about later. Um, is there anything else you want to say about like what, what you, what it means to be an artist? Like what you think about art, why you think it matters, who you think should do it? Like what other kinds of stuff is on your mind?
1: I think it's just who I have to evolve into.
0: Yeah. to like make the tell, rest
1: of this long life tolerable. Tell me mo-
0: tell me more. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> it's just the way I want to live the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to think I want to go to bed thinking about that project I'm working on, yeah. not not why is my boss mad at me? You know, he hasn't talked to me for 3 days yeah. or or god, I wish I could skip this meeting so I could go to that other meeting or, yeah. or just just fulfilling it's, it's a fulfilling thing and it's more for me than anybody else. Yeah. Cause I really could care less if I sell anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tell
0: me this, um, this type of curiosity and learning and like always, um, yeah. Seeing what skills you can take back, like all these, all these like mental skills that you, that you culture and nurture it in, in the art that you make. Like do those mental skills follow you in like other parts of your life? Yes. And how? And tell me everything. It's just
1: it just helps dealing with the general public. Yeah. Tell tell if me. You, if you if you're always thinking creatively. Yes. You're not you're not uh in a response.
0: You uh, mean you're not like reactive. You're right?
1: not reactive. You're, yeah. you're you're responding to things. You're not reacting to things. Right,
0: right. Yeah. And
1: so it gives you a little bit of a little bit of edge.
0: Yeah. Well, tell me, like, what do you mean? Like, I think I know what you mean, but like, I'd love to hear you like elaborate.
1: Well, when you force yourself to think of, I have to, I have to accomplish this task and I could do it this way, or I could do it this way, or maybe I could go back to the archives and figure out a way that I haven't thought of yet. Yeah. And if you're doing that all the time, yes. then when you come into situations in your life critical thinking again
0: yep, yes yes
1: <laughs> it's just a just a skill like uh yeah. like learning how to run an apple peeler or <laughs> totally
0: and in the same way that you like are gonna look at a piece of wood and be like this can't be that thing that we originally said yeah you can look at a person and be like this interaction isn't gonna be exactly this thing that i thought and you you actively like think about people that way oh yeah i do too Um, yeah, I do too. And I, and it feels like such a, it feels like such an intuitive thing to me, but I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. That it's like, when you think like that every day, those muscles in your brain are like, I mean, those, those neural pathways are like, they're divergent as a, as a matter of practice as a matter of kind of necessity. And yeah, it feels, I mean, it's not to say that I don't, like have frustrating interactions with people <laughs> but well, like,
1: I, I mean, closed minded people practice every day at being closed minded. Yeah. That's, it's not, it's not like they're trying to stretch and just can't do it.
0: That's really true. <laughs> that's really true. Yeah. Ugh, but I wish that it wasn't, yeah. um, I wish it wasn't as common. And I, I do think that like a regular practice of creativity is like an excellent antidote to closed mindedness. <laughs> It's, there are creatives who are closed-minded in certain ways, like who've compartmentalized their creativity in such a way where it's in one kind of stream only. But I think generally, if you're a creative person, you're, you're creative about people as well.
1: And what I'm hoping is that I can just subconsciously attract other creative people. Yeah. Like the last two projects I've done, uh, both people that I've done for are an artist in their own right—a cool. ceramic artist, a, a visual artist—and yeah. well, so they, when I'm talking through stuff like continuous grain, and
0: they and see it, they can see it. They get it. a sparkle in their eye. Yeah, it.
1: and there's there's been so many times where I've just failed miserably at explaining my vision to somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that that is more frustrating than anything else. Just having like a complete breakdown in communication where i thought i was
0: it's hard it's hard (laughs) because you're thinking in like these three dimensions and it's hard to like convey that in language but that's like you said that's where like drawing is an important part of your process still and like words like writing writing is you know becomes really important Mm -hmm. as well oh my gosh i love all of that is there anything else you want to say
1: I don't think, I think so. We've,
0: I think we've kind of done it. Okay, so <laughs> shop um, local. Yes, I always, I always, ask. Don't take, don't turn off your mic quite yet. <laughs> yes, shop local. Um, I always ask everybody at the very end, "What is your dream collaboration?" You can assemble any kind of a team you want. Who would you love to work with or work for? I mean, I think making something for a certain person so is many a collaboration people. too.
1: There's so many people that do so many things that I'd like to work with. I have a friend that uh, does concrete countertops. Cool. And another friend that does the steel art. Yeah. There's just so many things. Uh, my uncle is a welder by trade, and he's working on some legs for a, a table that he... That, giant slab of a cool. table. Cool. You know, so... I guess just attracting... You want to do, like,
0: mixed, medium, mi- mixed media projects. I just, I just
1: like to work with people.
0: Yeah. What do you like about working with people?
1: Just creative people. Yeah, The, yeah. the things... A project that you thought was going to go one direction can go a whole totally different direction and yeah. be so much better That's just that. with a simple... Uh, suggestion from somebody who's right. who just stopped by the shop to say oh you maybe turn it around or is that upside yeah. down you know
0: cool that's that mystery too that's that kind of thing that's like oh my gosh like this just it almost like has like a like a, a separate kind of life or like identity or something like the art can kind of just turn into something different right in front of your eyes well that's cool
1: that's a thing with uh, writing and woodworking it's once you've done something like you've written something, yeah. It may mean something to you, or once right. you've built something, it may mean something to you. But once you sell it or give it mm. away or or expose it to the rest of the world, it doesn't matter right. what you thought it was. Right. It well, maybe it does to you I still, mean, but, right. but but you can't you can't affect... discount somebody else's interpretation of what you've right. done.
0: Yeah, I, t- I talk about this a lot. There's all these there's these different relationships. There's like there's the relationship between like the art and the artist and that's kind of unknowable. Like, is the artist affecting the art? Is the art affecting the artist? Like we, like what is in that process? What is the order of it? Then there's like the relationship between the art and the audience. And that's what we're talking about now. Like, you know, the artist is not part of that equation necessarily. Um, And then I think there's also like the relationship between the artist and the audience, which you've also talked about of like, you know your your clients like changing the way that you make the art like the the person that it's for is like is a, a a critical piece of like you know it doesn't go in this straight line of like mark the work the client right like it it's this beautiful like you know who know who could say what shape it is because it goes all <laughs> exactly. it goes all different ways cool i love that okay and then finally tell everybody where to find you
1: AMSwoodworks.com.
0: Great. Easy peasy. Um Indeed. you have like an Instagram you want people to go to too or just I
1: do, but I don't remember. That's that. fine.
0: It's it's once
1: again, it's a, the the marketing and the, the business aspects are still in the beginning. It's hard.
0: So. I, I'm ta- I've been taking a bunch of marketing classes in the last year or so and I'm fine like I'm finally starting to feel like a little bit more like seamless between like that stuff and my actual art, but right. amswoodworks.com.com. Mark, it was so lovely to meet you. Thanks for being Thank on you the for podcast. the opportunity. Yeah. It
1: was great. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from my Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website Emily musiccom That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.